All right, welcome to week three of the punt return. It's our usual trio in house again. Josh, how are you? Um, oh yeah, I'm good. You good? I'm good. You good? Uh, commiserations for your soccer grand final on Sunday. Yeah, it's all right. All kinds of shocking stuff happened in that game. Yeah, not good. Not good. Not Losing good. in a penalty shootout is not the way to go. And Did they have the right number of people on the field? <laughs> uh, yeah, for most of the game, yeah. Uh, <laughs> we did lose one of our teammates to a broken arm, which just happens to be my brother-in-law. So that wasn't good. And uh, yeah. yeah, us also scored in both nets. So for <laughs> our team... And for their team. So it was a. So you were the leading goal scorer on the day? I definitely was. Uh, <laughs> my mother came to watch. She said, you definitely should have won player of the match. You scored the most goals. Oh, yeah. yeah you, you know, you're everywhere. So. Typical Sharon. Good That's job, mum. Fantastic. Daryl, how are you? How, how's your week been? Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, it's been a good week. Um, got a whole bunch of things going on on the kind of Sesson side of side. But yeah, it's been a yeah, fun week. Yeah, and we're getting to the crunch end of the football finals in the Australian codes here as well. So I'm sure it's busy times. Uh, for the Stats yeah. Insider team and, and the model as well. Yeah, um, yeah, preliminary finals this weekend. Um, obviously, we've got the Edge product with Tab as well, so lots of things going on on lots of fronts at the moment, but yeah, no complaints. Yeah, and uh, week two results, our second lock of the week uh, in a row. That's that's lobbed. It's been a spectacular result. Um, I, was, I felt pretty comfortable about the lock of the week when... Uh, Kansas City scored 21 points in the first quarter, and then Pittsburgh scored 21 points in the second quarter. <laughs> um, I thought, yeah, this is this is in cruise control here for the rest of the game. Yeah, we got there in the end. I I liked a couple of points less on the total, but it worked fine in the end, and yeah, we, I got on that one as well. Still don't have a ka-ching sound effect yet. I've got, Do we? All I've got is... Here comes the money. All right. Shane McMahon's uh, wrestling theme song. That. That'll do. <laughs> um, and the model itself, uh, another Bucks victory um, at the money line. Um, Daryl, you need to buy a Ryan Fitzpatrick Bucks jersey at this point. <laughs> yeah, I don't imagine they sell too many of them, but uh, no. I could buy one. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So that's second week in a row that you've the model has successfully tipped the Bucks to win at the money line, um, which... A lot of people were shocked that they're sort of two and zero, but the model has, you know, done a very good job here. Yeah, I think they were ranked kind of thirtieth or something in the NFL and a lot of power rankings preseason. But yeah, we've had a good couple of wins on them. Um, I don't know if we're on them again this week. We'll get to that. But yep. yeah, it was a good week. Otherwise, it was a good week for the model as well. We had quite a few wins, um, both on the NFL and the college football. So yeah, really good start to the American football season. Yeah, so you cleaned up on Cleveland plus eight and a half, Detroit plus five and a half, under in both the Seattle and the Rams game. Those are the ones that were mentioned um, on the on the podcast. Did you end up taking yep. the uh, Indianapolis money line as well? I know you sort of teased at it. Um, did that end up being a play as well? Um, I'm not sure if it was a smiley play at the final line. Um, I had a little bit of it myself. But, yep. Um, yeah, I think it was a decent betting proposition. And Woot, uh, not our best week after an outstanding week one. Uh, obviously, you had to regress a little bit after week one. But yeah. uh, Baltimore let us down massively. Um, and, yeah, but apart from that, the Rams minus 12.5 um, was good. Lock of the week, a couple of totals here and there. Yeah. No, it was just, let's forget about it. <laughs> forget about <laughs> Move it. on. Move yeah. on from week two. Week two was just... Kickers. A... Kickers, man. Seriously. There's a lot really of things that me. happened in week two that you just thought, what it was is a, going on? It was a very entertaining week. Um, we'll say that. So, it's well, a very good job. Saying that, though, there was a lot of games that I just flicked away from because they were trash. Yeah. But there were some classics. All there was. So. Yeah. 
Very, very well. Uh, you mentioned college football results, Daryl. Uh, do you want to just run us through some numbers before we head into week three? Uh, all the college football stuff, yeah. yeah. I mean, I say the model's pretty good now. I said week one, we talked about it, and we kind of had an iffy week one or like week one A or whatever they called it. But uh, we're now up to I think twenty six and fourteen on totals, um, two and zero on the green totals, four and zero on the green lines, six and zero on the green bets year to date. Um, lines are somewhat under fifty percent, but as the green ones have won, so we stake those four times higher. So yeah, I mean everything's pretty much in profit. So. Can't complain about that. Okay, so you so just for general purposes, you stake yeah the green smileys with the sunglasses emojis as as sort of four units as opposed to one unit. Yeah, I mean that's how we record it for our results pages and so on. Yep. Um, the exception to that would be kind of when we've got a green play on a you know ten to one underdog. Uh, it doesn't kind of get the full hundred dollar staking for me personally, but yep. from a results perspective, yeah, that's how we track them. Okay, it's interesting. Looking for a bit of a leg up on the punt this weekend? Or you love your NFL, but you're not sure what the value is? Get a sneak peek with Stats Insider's free subscriptions with featured games each day to give you the boost over the bookmakers. Visit statsinsider.com.au to sign up for free right now. And remember, always gamble responsibly. All right, week three time, and we start with a real blockbuster match. Um, actually, <laughs> before the season, I would have been so grossed off about this, but these two teams have gone a lot better than I expected, and I'm actually looking forward to this one. Um, the Jets at Cleveland. Cleveland are minus three. They're the first time they've been uh, home favorites since week 14 of 2015, and they're looking for their first win in about 630 days. The total set at 39 and a half. Uh, Daryl, what's your projection? early projections uh, saying? Um, so we're leaning towards the over at the 39 and a half. Um, not enough to bet. Similarly, leaning towards the Jets, um, we'd take them plus three and a half, but I think it's not available at the moment. But if that went to three and a half, we'd have that as a small bet. Yeah, definitely. I think the, the three, three and a half, we've, we've touched on that um, numerous times throughout the season so far, that that's a key number. Um, if it does move to three and a half, I'd probably move away from my sort of lean. I'm leaning towards Cleveland minus three. I just think their defense has been really, really good. Miles Garrett's been kind of a defensive player of the year candidate so far, and the Jets... Uh, look, Sam Donald was a little bit rusty last week, but they kind of had an easy match in week one against the Lions, who were really bad. So I do think Cleveland, who are a bit unlucky to be on to, probably have the edge at home um, in Thursday night football. Josh, do you, do you agree? I like Cleveland at home. Um, yeah, they were just ridiculously unlucky last week. Um, yep. In regards to the total, I like the under. I think that... Well, we're going head-to-head here. Yeah, well, un- unfortunate for you. Yep. Um <laughs> I got Daryl on my side, so it's two against one here. So yeah. Someone's going to be the. But he also the he also likes the uh, the Jets. The Jets. So, so we're all yeah. over the shop here. Everyone's <laughs> listening's like, "What do I do?" Yeah, but yeah, yeah good good luck punters. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no, but the under, I like the under. The uh, I think if Cleveland can get pressure on Donald, I think the Jets will struggle to score points. Yep. But the Jets' defense is, I definitely think they're shining light. Um, aside from Donald, so. Yep. I think this could, you know, could be a low-scoring affair tomorrow. The only reason I lean over is like it is a very, very low total, and I've seen a lot of flags being th- thrown lately that have helped offenses move the ball a lot more, and th- drives have been resulting in sort of field goals that probably shouldn't have been field goals. And these are like two high-quality discipline sides, though. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's the only reason I'm leaning towards the over, but uh, there we go. So good luck, punters. We're all over the shop here in the uh, Thursday. Thursday night football is always weird. I remember it's last awful. year we were, we were never everyone good. was across the board on this under in the, the Rams 49ers game. It ended up being a 90-point thriller, and the total was <laughs> 42. It was ridiculous. Um, all right, moving on. Um, another another match where we'll probably go head-to-head, Josh. Uh, my beloved Colts travel to Philadelphia to take on the Eagles. The total's 47.5. Philly are six-point favorites, six-and-a-half points um, at some places. Uh, Daryl, any thoughts on this one? Um, so I had a lot of practice in our show notes today finding different ways to say no bet. Yep. So uh, <laughs> this was the first of them, and, yeah, nothing on it. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a weird one. If it gets to seven, I might think about taking the Colts just because I thought they were pretty impressive last week on the road, and you might see a little bit of rust from Wentz, like he hasn't played any preseason or practice. That like he's this is his first sort of he's just been thrown into contact here off an ACL and an LCL injury. That's probably the only reason I'd lean to plus seven, but I think this is an absolutely no play for me at the moment. Yeah, it's a no play for me. I got no idea. Like I just don't know what to expect from anyone. Instead of wagering money, Josh, do you want to go a little head-to-head bet here at the line? Uh, me versus you here. I'll take the Colts. Give me a touchdown. Nah. <laughs> if, the, if the official line is All right. minus six, <laughs> All right, well, we won't go with minus six. We'll go with the closing pinnacle line. The, all right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Um, what does what does the winner get? What does the loser get? Do you like my suggestion? I, I like your suggestion. Right, so for those that um, aren't privy to Josh and my private conversations, which <laughs> so no, one no one should, <laughs> no, so no one should uh, know what we have discussed. Um, yeah. I raised the possibility of tweeting on the other person's account, and that tweet must stay there for two weeks. Yeah, and I want to add a little caveat that it cannot be followed or preceded by "Please disregard this tweet" or yep. anything disregarding. It's just got to be a standalone yep. tweet and ignore it. Okay, caveat as well: you have to pin it to the profile. Oh, jeez, that's rough. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. Also, no, nothing that'll get the account suspended or closed <laughs> by Twitter as well. And no bucks parties. No, no, that's fine. That's, that's fine. That's all sacred. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, yeah. good. All right, good. moving on. <laughs> Just moving on upload um, <laughs> prohibited links. Yeah, no, yeah, okay. No, that's not going to happen. All right, moving on. Cincinnati at Carolina. Carolina minus three. Uh, total 43 and a half. I'm actually keen to watch this match. Two teams that are going a little bit better than I expected so far this season. Um, Daryl doesn't even want to watch it at all by the notes. <laughs> Yeah, no, won't watch it, won't bet it. I vote down for this one. <laughs> <laughs> wow, crazy. That's rough. Um, I'm, I'm, just, I'm leaning Carolina minus three. They've got a strong home record, and the Bengals are without Joe Mixon, so that's going to be tough. He's accounted for a, a, about 30% of their offensive output so far this season, so that's a big loss. Um, and Giov- Giovanni Bernard's actually showed up on the injury report this week as well, who's their backup. Um, so that's something to watch and monitor. But if it... If it moves any higher than that, I'll probably I'll probably move away. But if it can get to two and a half, then I'm absolutely all over Carolina. Really? Well, I'm the opposite. I'm thinking that I'm I'm not betting this game, but if yeah. I had to lean aside, I would be leaning Cincy. I think they've finally got some weapons. I think no matter how well the Bengals perform, they're still underrated and they're always overlooked. And I think yeah. that this is possibly one of those spots. Yeah, that's fair. I feel like they are all constantly underrated uh, all the time. Uh, Tennessee at Jacksonville. We've got no line at the moment. Minus six and a half popped up at some places. Um, the no line is due to the status of Marcus Mariota. No total 
as well. So it's just something to. It's becoming to, a trend that every week there's no line because we don't know whether or not like Mariota's. Mar- I feel like Mariota's always questionable to return every week. That's just. Can you just just give him a week off? <laughs> Um, so six and a half somewhere. I'd imagine it, it'll be much higher than that if Blank Abbott is a starter. Um, and then maybe it'll probably be six and a half if, if Mariota starts. So that's something to keep an eye out on the Stats Insider page later on in the week, Daryl. Yeah, I had a quick look in the database. And if we assume everybody plays we and it is six and a half, we've got this as a small lean towards Jacksonville, okay. um, covering minus six and a half, 53% of the time. But yeah, as you say, too many variables. Keep an eye on it. Yeah, uh, Blake Bortles, though, last week. Best game of his career, Josh. Outstanding. Blake Bowling. He was. Um, all right, moving on. New Orleans at Atlanta. Uh, NFC South, uh, blockbuster. Atlanta are three-point favorites at home. The total is 53, 53.5 at some places. Uh, anything here, Daryl? Um, so we've got this 25-25, basically, on average scores. So we have small plays on New Orleans and small play on the under. Yeah, I like the under as well. I feel like the uh, total is a touch too high for these two teams. The total's gone under in eight of the Falcons' last nine games with an average score of 35.78. A lot of teams associate high-powered offenses with these two teams, but both teams are pretty solid on defense, although New Orleans the last two weeks have been really, really average on defense. But they did that last season, the first two weeks, and then kind of turned it around after that. Mm -hmm. Josh? No, I'm clearly... I'm just... Staying away. I still don't know what to think of New Orleans, and like you said, we do assume. Uh, sorry, we do associate high-powered offenses with these two teams, but I still think, like, I think we're still thinking back to like the Shanahan Atlanta days, where they were just completely putting up ridiculous scores every week. Yep. When they they don't do that anymore. Yeah, they don't. Uh, they were a little bit better last week, but uh, you know, it was a, a bigger improvement on week one, but still not quite at. I don't think they'll ever get to Shanahan levels again. No, unfortunately. Uh, all right, moving on. Denver at Baltimore. Baltimore are five and a half point favorites at home. Total is forty three and a half. I like Baltimore here minus five and a half. They're one of my plays this week. Um, I just think that uh, Denver are a little bit. I like Denver this year going into the season. I've, I've I've got futures bets on them winning the division, things like that. But I feel like they've been really lucky to be two and zero. They've relied on Case Keenum game winning drives in two weeks at home. Um, against much lesser opponents. So they've been a little bit scratchy. doesn't mean they can't turn it around, but I think Baltimore is a much better team at home and uh, they'll want to avenge sort of a primetime loss to a division rival. And the Broncos, they're 1-9 straight up and against the spread in their last 10 games on the road. So I think Baltimore cover at Ooh, home. Nice. Yeah. Case Keenum, I'd, what do you reckon? It's weird, like he... Puts him puts his teams in these situations, but he's been clutched the last two weeks when it, when when it is cards weird, are on right? the table. They, like they shouldn't have won last week. No, they should they not should have won. Not have Derek won. Carr played phenomenal last week after being terrible in week one, and they still lost. Yeah, so. um, yeah, I'm. It's in the void for me. I don't know, Daryl. Uh, we have Baltimore minus five and a half as an orange, so a small play, and also a small play on the over in this one. Um, it's the right side of forty four as long as you can get forty three and a half. I think, yeah. Small play on the over. Okay, here we go. Uh, New York Giants at Houston. Houston minus six. They opened minus three and a half, and it got smashed to minus six um, after New York were terrible in prime time against the Cowboys. But Houston weren't much better against the Titans, Josh. Uh, Bill O'Brien punting from the Tennessee 37-yard line. Classic, at 17 tac- or classic tactic. Just... Woeful, and Deshaun Watson throwing the ball uh, 25 yards short of the end zone with as time expires to DeAndre Hopkins. Another classic tactic 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, saying that, I like the over. I do see these teams, you know, slightly clicking a bit more this week. We still haven't seen, we haven't seen a, um, like an OBJ um, game yet where he's just gone off. Taking over. You know, he, he is due. Um, Clowney, there are question marks whether or not he's going to play or not. Yep. So that's, that uh, bodes well for New York. I do see Houston putting up points. I do think that this week could be the week that Deshaun Watson puts up, you know, a better performance. He did play better last week. And he can only get better, really, because yep. he still is playing you know, far below what we saw last season. Yep. We're not, we weren't expecting to see him replicate what we saw last season, yeah. but we were... Like 80% of that, at least. Yeah, yep. but we're seeing 50, 60% of that at the moment. So... If at least even even if Barkley performs um, better than he has been in the first two weeks, we should see this this uh, total go up. Yeah, and it's worth mentioning as well. Odell Beckham against Dallas, he's been held under a hundred yards in seven of eight games against the Cowboys, so they kind of know how to shut Odell down. So it's a little bit of a different story. The week here before, didn't Houston's he put up a hundred matchups? Yeah, yeah. He he put up hundred eleven against Jalen Ramsey, and then didn't yeah. put it up against against the Texans. So, but sorry. Um, Credit to Dallas and shame on the Jags that when you look at the other weapons that the Giants have, wouldn't you put two players on OBJ and just say, you know, try to try yep. to do something else? It's the way to do it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I should so be a defensive. I've got no, I've got no player. I probably won't watch this game. I'm like Daryl with the Carolina Cincy game. Won't watch it. Won't bet on it. Um, I've got no business in any of these two teams at all. Um, what about you, Daryl? Um, yeah, this this one fell from 44 to 42. If it keeps going to 40 and a half, 41, I might have a play on over. Um, we slightly lean towards over at 42, but not enough to bet it. Yeah, Josh, are you are you waiting to see? You think that number's not going to get any higher than 42, so you might wait and see if it trickles down a little bit lower? I reckon it's going to stay dead on unless Clowney is ruled out. Okay, there we go. Uh, Oakland at Miami. Miami minus three at home. Uh, totals forty three and a half. Oakland now traveling uh after traveling to Denver, now gotta travel more uh east um to take on Miami. I had to work out my geography then for a little for a second. Sorry, just speaking of that, but tracking all the way back to the game that Daryl doesn't want to watch. Yep. Since he's coming off ten days rest as well against Carolina. Yeah, so yeah. just remember that. Worth noting. Uh Oakland meanwhile, they've got to travel uh east. Um and West Coast traveling east in an early time slot, it's never great. Um, it's always a bit of a, a weird feeling uh, and on the body clock. Um, so that's something to factor in this game. But in saying that, I've got no play in this game. Um, I'm a bit scared off by Oakland's performance on the road against Denver. I thought they were pretty good last week. They were unlucky to lose, but they should have put up more points. They didn't finish drives. And then Miami have been a surprise team, 2-0, and and their defense is playing better. If it weren't for Ryan Fitzpatrick, we'd be talking about Minka Fitzpatrick. Is that right, Josh? Um, no. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. Um, I won't watch it, won't bet it. Wow. Wow. Okay, there we go. Daryl? Uh, no plays at the moment. Very small lean to under, but not enough to be the bigger ish. So, yeah, stay away. By the way, how often do some of these, you know, when you have no play at this point in the week, um, bear in mind we are, most of these games are still three, four days away. Um, how often do you, does it change dramatically for you? Um, it does change. So obviously, if there's um, team news, that will have a significant impact. If the lines move, that has a significant impact. Um, yeah, those are kind of the two things that will mainly impact it. Um, we do kind of pay attention to the betting markets as well, so that kind of gets weighted into the model. Uh, I don't know. I guess on average you might see two or three a week 
that will go from no bet to bet or bet to no bet, okay. um, given the time span. Yeah, okay. That's good to know and, and good for the listeners. So, you know, even though it might be a no bet at the moment, it's always good to check back on the on the Stats Insider page and check check what the uh, trend is or which way it's leaning. Uh, all right, Green Bay minus three on the road, taking on Washington. The total is 45 and a half. Josh, do you have a play on this game? Nope. Nothing? <laughs> None. Nothing None whatsoever? Zip, nothing. Uh, Daryl? Um, nothing Nothing that's worth betting. A small lean towards over, um, but yeah, nothing bet. Okay. I, I love finding these weird trends and stats. Um, I, I'm still no play, but um, this is <laughs> still, I, found, I find very interesting. So teams off a tie that have hit the highway following the week, so on the road after the week, have not fared well at all. They're 0-10 straight up and 1-9 against the spread in the 10 times that this has occurred since 2002. So road teams off a tie, 0 and 10 straight up, and 1-9 and nine against the spread. So smash Washington. Potentially. It's the very random stat, um, but yes, that's um, very interesting. Anyway, I, if I was going to make a bet, I probably would lean towards the Washington money line, though, just sort of a bounce-back game after an embarrassing home loss. Um, and Green Bay kind of were lucky in patches, even though they were unlucky at the same time with that Clay Matthews call. They did score off a punt block and things like that. So I don't think their win or tie was as impressive as it, first seemed on Game Pass. But anyway, moving on. Buffalo at Minnesota. This is a massive line. Minus 16 and a half. Do you remember a line this big for a while? I think the Pats played the Browns last year and it was sort of 17 or 18. Yeah, Yeah, it's it's been a big one. We could probably... And Browns came out on top, didn't they? They covered, I think. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, Minnesota, minus 16 and a half at home. The total is 41. It's hard to take a line that that high, right? But Buffalo are terrible. They're so bad. They're terrible, and let's see. This is this is when my when I start to think. You know, do Minnesota take it easy? Like, do they? There's always the backdoor cover. Yeah, and yeah. where I think McVeigh is the kind of coach where he wants to like just pile on the points. Where Zimmer, I can just yeah, kind just of get imagine, out of there with a W. Yeah, just like just win. Yeah, win convincingly, but who knows? I'm interested to see what the model does with such a big line. Um. Well, yeah, it's one of those rare occasions where there's a big money line underdog that the model doesn't like. Yep. So you can read what into that what you like. Um, <laughs> if I could get 17 and a half on Buffalo, I'd probably have a small play on it. Um, as you say, the back door cover's always open there. Yeah. But yeah, I wouldn't touch the money line. <laughs> they, they nearly did it against San Diego. Uh, sorry, LA. Um last week where they kind of got some momentum and had a couple of drives and I thought, oh, here's the backdoor cover, but then the Chargers kind of put it away there in the end eliminated it all together. Um, so it is definitely something to watch. Speaking of Zimmer, did you see his press conference after he fired no. uh, their kicker? They asked him, you know, why did you fire the kicker? And he's like, did you watch the game? And, and then he said, was it a hard or an easy decision to do? And he goes, it was a very easy decision to make. <laughs> very cold-blooded from Zimmer. So read into that however you like. Um, all right, San Fran, we just had a high line. Talk about a high total. San Fran at Kansas City. KC are six and a half point favorites at home. The total is 56 and a half, um, which is ridiculously high total for me, um, which kind of makes me want to lean towards just the under, just on principle of seeing a total that high. This isn't college football. Um, but then again, both these teams are much, much stronger on offense than defense. Both have issues in the secondary and both have quarterbacks that can sling the rock and, and air it out, Josh. Yeah, I want to hear my theory. Yeah. All right. Well, first, I think there has to be, you know, some regression for 
Pat Mahomes. Correct. Surely. Yep. Surely to God there has to be some regression. The other part is that they're becoming very one-dimensional. Yep. And so now they know that the Hunt is barely being involved in the game. He really is. He's only caught six passes or something like that in the first two weeks, which is yep. just completely contrasting to what we saw last season. Yep. So part of me is thinking, hey, look, we're at home. Um, we've got a good chance to beat San Fran. Um, you know, if we need to go back to what we've done the first two weeks to win, we'll do it. But let's try to get uh, a more rounded game. Let's try to establish a run game. Let's try to do everything. Plus, surely there's a little bit of tape on Mahomes now that there could be some yep. some study to see what he's capable of. So I, I, I like that. I like the under this you, week. You like the under? Yeah, it just seems too high for me, but... Uh, 56 and a half it's, points it's is massive, a lot. But let's see what the model thinks. Um, we have the total more or less spot on. I think the average score is 33-24 um, mm-hmm. across the simulation. So, yeah, more or less spot on. Um, we have a lean towards Kansas City, uh, minus six and a half. I don't, you probably have to move to, I don't know, maybe minus five, four and a half for it to be a bet. But, yep. but yeah, small lean on Kansas City. There we go. And Mahomes is, has been phenomenal. Uh, probably one of the top three MVP candidates so far this season. So um, 10 touchdowns in two games, no interceptions. You're right. Like that, It's just not sustainable. Scary. Um, it's it is, It's kind of tech mobile numbers there. Uh, all right. The Chargers. We've got the California Bowl here. The Chargers <laughs> play the Rams. The Rams are at home. Um, so it's just up the road for the Chargers. Uh, the Rams are minus seven. The total is 48 um, I like the Rams minus six and a half. If it ever gets there, it's kind of been solid at seven and a half to seven um, across the board anywhere. But I do like the Rams kind of minus uh, six and a half, you know, under that touchdown. It's worth noting as well, the Rams are now uh, Super Bowl favorites um, across the board. I, I can't remember the last time a team not called the New England Patriots was uh, a Super Bowl favorite during the regular season. So that's something to monitor. Um, a lot of people loving the Rams at the moment, Josh. Yeah, well, I mean, they're, they're strong everywhere. Nearly every, every position, they've got the complete weapons. Um, I'm staying away from the game. I will watch it. I think it will be a good game. Um, yep. I'm kind of picturing a, an angry Philip Rivers. I think, you know, going fired up, fired up a bit. Um, you know, it's, kind, it's their home too. But uh, this is going to be ridiculously one-sided rant. This is literally a turf war right here. Yeah. There could be some neutrals in the stadium that will say, I will leave a fan of whoever wins this game. Yeah. (laughs) I can can easily picture MetLife Stadium split down the middle for the Giants and the Jets. Like, there is a huge um, fan base for both these teams. But the Rams outnumber the Chargers so significantly in all these games that we watch that, I don't know, I, I could see an upset. But it's tough ask. Yeah, not for me. Tough ask. Uh, all right, uh, the model. What have What have we got here? I, I pretty much agree um, with you. I think we take Rams if we could get six and a half. Um, I could be interested in over if it was forty six and a half. Um, those are kind of our thresholds for a bit on that one. But yeah, lean towards that way. Yeah. Okay. There we go. Um, so we've just gone from a blockbuster to a game that I probably will have no interest in watching, and that's the Chicago Bears traveling. To Arizona, the the Bears are minus six point favorites. The total is very low here at thirty seven and a half. Um, it's funny that the Bears are six point favorites because Arizona have only scored six points all season so far. Um, so it's a reoccurring number in this one. God, doesn't that then 
like, this is going to make us feel so dumb if we don't bet this and Chicago win by 20 plus. Yeah, but I also, <laughs> I don't know, I kind of beware this, like, team. Chicago on a short week, they've got to travel on the road now um, and play Arizona. I don't know, it's kind of... Like, I'm not touching it. It feels, like a, it feels like a danger game. It's like a trap. You know, you know that, that Star Wars meme, you know, it's a trap. I, I think that it's, it's a weird number. It's a weird total. Um, my alarm bells are saying, do not touch this game. And I think Daryl agrees, but more towards sort of going with the underdog here. Yeah, but this is the uh, model's underdog of the week. Yeah. So we, we like Arizona on the money line. We like Arizona on the spread. Um, yeah. Not much more to say than that. It's the oh, green, solo green bet we have. <laughs> solo green bet this week is Arizona plus six. Yeah. So weird. If this no. comes true, bloody hell. <laughs> <That's crazy. laughs> there we go. There we go. Um, all right, moving on. Dallas at Seattle. Uh, Seattle again on a short week, but this time at home. Minus one and a half point favorites. Total is 41 and a half. I like Dallas plus one and a half here. I like the under as well. Both offenses are very sluggish, and Dallas are very strong on defense through the first two weeks. Um, and I think that you know the Dallas defense can can take a take advantage of this Seattle O line. So the, the Dallas D had six sacks on Eli Manning, and and that aggressive unit um, led by the former Seattle defensive coordinator Chris Richard um, gets a chance to take on this Seattle O line that's already given up the most sacks in the NFL so far with twelve. Um, and Dallas are ten and six against the spread in their last sixteen it's games like on the road. It's like they're playing with two linemen. It is pathetic. Yeah, and it's just hard to trust Brian Schottenheimer on the Seattle offense. It's just they all wanted to fire Darren Bevel for ages, and they've gone to someone that's completely worse. They can't run the ball. They can barely throw the ball. They can't protect Russell Wilson. Um, I know it's their first game at home, and, and Seattle have a big, you know, home field advantage. But I like Dallas plus one and a half here. I'm avoiding it completely. Okay, Daryl. Um, this is one of our man versus machine games. Um, so, yeah, we have a small bet on the Seattle money line and a small bet on the spread. Okay. Um, I'll probably take the minus one and a half spread. Okay, there we go. Man versus machine. I love uh, I love it. I love it. So we've got the Arizona plus six as the uh, standout of the week, the only green of the week in the man versus the machine. So the afternoon <laughs> slate is looking very, very good. We've got like the single smiley face game. We've yep. got... Uh, man vs. Machine. I like Man vs. Machine. I think that's a cool segment name. We could probably do that every week. We need to get a drop done for that, I think. All right. New England minus six and a half at Detroit. Talking to trap games. Yeah. Total is 52. Uh, I'm all over New England minus six and a half. Beware the angry, pissed off Tom Brady and Bill Belichick after losing what they saw as a crucial game um, against Jacksonville. But in saying that, Detroit are kind of one of those teams that it doesn't matter how bad they're going. I think they can, on their day, Matt Stafford can beat anyone in the NFL. So I'm a little bit wary, but I think under a touchdown, um, I like New England minus six and a half. I like it too. What do you reckon about Josh Gordon? It's. I think it helps their offense. Like even if he doesn't, even if oh, he runs yeah. a certain amount even, of routes, even if he's just constantly just running a vertical route. Yep. And stretching the for field. Gronk. Yeah. I like that too. Yeah, and Gronk has never had sort of really back-to-back dud games in a long time. He's never been held in check two games in a row. I think the last time he's kind of finished outside of that sort of tight end one fantasy range was back in 2011. So he was quiet last week. So I think this could be a big Gronk game. Um, and I'll touch on that in the uh, fantasy a big Insider Gronk game. Uh, uh, podcast. A little uh, humble brag. Spoiler alert there if you want to check that out. But um, what, are you thought, what are your thoughts, uh, Daryl? Um, so the model leans towards Detroit here. Um Detroit small on the money line. If we can get seven and a half, I'd like that on the, the 
other side of the line. Yep. Um, it may get there. It may not. But yeah, lean towards Detroit. Jeez, we are really carrying on the man versus machines. Yeah, segment. but I'm saying that if it does move beyond a touchdown, I, I don't want to. I don't want to touch it at all. Um, I think that's why a six and a half's just jumping out at me. It's just under that touchdown range. Yep. Um, so definitely worth following there. All right, Pittsburgh Plus, minus surely. Surely Belichick knows what Patricia <laughs> has. Or Patricia knows what Belichick has. Let's so get out. It'd be interesting. Um, but Detroit, they're really at home here. Needed really avoid an 0-3 start. But I can't remember the last time New England were 1-2. So that's something to watch as well. Uh, Pittsburgh minus 1.5 on the road at Tampa Bay. Totals 53.5. Pittsburgh are 0-1-1. and um, I can't remember the last time a winless team is on the road and is still favourite. Um, at minus one and a half against a two and O team, it's a very interesting sort of bet, like because it, there's still a lot of that preseason rating on teams and and predictions yep. on teams factoring into these odds. So Tampa Bay is still very much a shock team, and people don't know if they can hold it up or not. Um, at this point, I'm just following the model on all things Tampa Bay. <laughs> Until they're wrong, I'm just all in on whatever the model wants on Tampa Bay. Yeah. Um, I mean, look, there's four lines this week over 52. It's, like, it's, that's incredible. It's crazy. Uh, or 52 or higher. Yeah. Um, I want to believe in Fitzpatrick that he can do it again. Yeah. Um, Especially after what he wore after the game. That, that was, was outstanding. So, yeah, I was wondering, if it, did he have outfits to, like, if he won, he was going to wear that? If no, he it, lost. Was Desha- it was Deshaun Jackson's entire sh- oh, really? ensemble. He just stole it. He says, I balled out, I'm wearing a shirt. And, and Deshaun Jackson was on the side, shirtless. At the press <laughs> it's outstanding. Yeah. Uh, great. Yeah. Um, Guys, if you reckon he can do it again, go the over because it'll be a shootout. Yeah. Um, but if you if Pittsburgh could stifle them and yeah. yeah, it depends on whether you believe in magic or not. If you believe in magic, then Fitz Magic <laughs> will provide for you. Um, if you don't, if you're a, if you're a skeptic, then bet the under. Bet against magic. I don't, I don't care. Do what you want. Uh, all right, Daryl, what's your th- what's the model on Tampa Bay here? I'm 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 waiting for this. Um, we're small on Tampa Bay money line. Yes. I'm not- not as big on it as last few weeks, but yeah, still on Tampa Bay. <laughs> yes, love it, love it, love it. Uh, Tampa Bay again. Um, I don't know if we have a lock this week. It's hard. Yeah, a lot of man versus machine. The, the Thursday night games all over the shop. The only one I can see where there's a couple people, but Josh doesn't have an opinion on it at all, is is we're both on Baltimore minus five and a half, Daryl. Um, That's a gross game. Josh, do yeah, you have any Baltimore thoughts on minus five and a half do and under in the New Orleans one? Yeah, there we go. We might do that. The under in the New Orleans game. I think we're all on the same page there. Yeah, I'll, all right. I'll jump on that one. The Baltimore games, like, I just wouldn't find that enjoyable. All right. So we're going to be boring and go with an underplay um, mm. for the lock of the week this week. I'm so. happy to jump on Arizona if you feel gutsy. <laughs> 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 Could you imagine, like, if, uh, we, yeah, if no, we all make, if we I was make about to Arizona say, we could, we could go Cleveland for their first win in forever, but somebody likes the, the Jets. Jets. Yeah. Oh, the great. goddamn Jets. The J-E-T-S Jets, Jets, Jets. Uh, no, it would be ballsy if we made Arizona winning the lock of the week. The, the, the only team that's scored six points all season. Um, that would create some, some waves. Massive but I do onions. think uh, under 53 and a half. Um, will be our lock of the week in week. So, well, sorry, three. was last week fifty three and a half, and we went over. It was fifty two and a half, right. and we went over. So um, it, it ended up. And what did that end up as? About eighty points. Yeah, or so. Also, it was yeah, it was, <laughs> it, was, it was a massive, massive game. There are touchdowns, and then there are. Touchdown! Oh my goodness! 
experience a true touchdown with a Stats Insider premium subscription. That's NFL predictions and value plays for every game, giving you the ultimate edge against the bookies. Touchdown in every way possible this season. Go premium today at statsinsider.com.au. Gamble responsibly. Daryl, before we let you go, any final thoughts on week three in the season so far? Um, season so well, I think it's going to be an interesting week of games. I say it's not a massive set of plays for us, but sometimes that's called for. Sometimes you just need to sit back and watch. Yep. Um, Super Bowl odds. I think there's been of interesting stuff there. Um, yeah. Kansas City. I think we have ranked significantly higher than the market. I think they're well. We I think we had them second favorites, and they were some ridiculously high price when I last looked. Um, I saw that kind of to make the playoff. A lot of people have KC high, but then falling off in the playoffs themselves. So that could be an interesting one. I think it's still a bit of value in KC um, Super Bowl proposition. Yeah, I just, I don't know. Like, they've been outstanding, but I just don't know about their defense. Like, their defense has been so bad that I've, I saw a stat or something that they're still, like, like ranked second last in net yardage or something because they've just been smashed so much by yardage um, on defense. I don't know if they can... They can do it, but I do think it does come down to value, and, it, and I think that their price would definitely, um, as they keep winning, and they are expected to win this week, um, their price will decrease a little bit. Yeah, certainly as a trading position, I think it's an interesting one. Yeah, definitely. Um, and if you know, if you think New Orleans or Atlanta, or if one of those two teams is going to win or lose this week, I think that could create a bit of a shuffle, especially if Atlanta win and New Orleans um, don't, then that's an interesting one as a, sort of the two powerhouses in the NFC um, that can... Especially if Atlanta win, it creates a little bit of a buffer um, over New Orleans, so that's something to to watch as well. And then obviously, if the Rams lose, then I can see the Chargers making a bit of a push up up the leaderboard, and the and the Rams caught it sort of dropping down a little bit as well. Yeah, um, there's all kinds of movement week to week. Um, Cubs are having, I guess, six short season, um, reasonable amount of teams making the playoffs. So I think the Super Super Bowl market is a good um, trading market generally. Yeah, definitely agree there. Josh, any final thoughts on week three? Nah, um, hope your team loses. I <laughs> uh, hope mine wins. Yeah. Uh, nah, it's there's a lot of question marks over the next few weeks, just sorting things out. We don't know whether or not even Le'Veon Bell's going to turn up. Yep. We, there's just a lot of lot of question marks about these these rookies. We don't know whether. Fitzmagic will stay magic. We don't know whether Mahomes is going to continue on his tear. It's just, yeah, there's, there's a lot of narratives, so many a lot of storylines. It's, it's good to see. And yeah, kind of weeks two and three, I've noticed, apart from week one, where there was a lot of value for us and we, we had a great week, this weeks two and three kind of set the tone, I think, yeah. for the rest of the season. And I don't, so. know, like, I don't know how Wentz is going to turn up. We don't, yep. so many question marks. Yeah, definitely. All right, well, that wraps up the punt return. If you haven't already, please check out the uh, DFS down under, well, DFS... From Down Under podcast, change name change, sorry, pardon me, um, and check that out. And if you haven't yet, please uh, check out our expert previews on the Stats Insider page, and you can follow Daryl on Twitter at DP Woodford, and you can follow us on Twitter at Woot and Y, and that's it for week three.